I like you. And you just so happen to wear that shit. Right. It's not like I like you because you got it on. I like you. I think you're attractive. And maybe that is part of the attraction. Mm-hmm. But don't tell me it's in the in the 50s, 60s, and 70s, black men were dating white women who didn't have weave. I agree. I'm here, you're here. My mom and dad was all doing but they weren't doing that shit. So don't tell me that it's just because of that. Like, I prefer you not to. I and I don't even think weed was my thing. I know before me and my wife got married, makeup was my thing. I always preferred chicks that did not wear a lot of makeup to chicks that I did. Like none of it, I was like, let me see the real you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like when I was dating a chick, I couldn't even hit the you can be my girl phrase to I done seen you without all the makeup on. Because mm-hmm. I know what the because my thing is as a dude, you get to see the real us. There's not a lot of fake stuff. I mean now. You know, they done came out with stuff like the, the fake hair, flat tops and stuff you can Not get. For real, man. Hey, if, if this starts you can go, I just got to go. Facts. I'm not putting duct tape on my hair and putting a rug on my hair and cutting it down. No, I'm not doing all that. I'm not either. But that's we, hard. but that's also an uh, old school thing. I mean, I wonder if, you know, I, well, no, I'm I don't not, think, I don't think my son would I'm entertain not it. Sydney, I'm not. Don, shit, I'm not. This is it. It's gonna be. I'm gonna cut it and fade it and all that stuff, but I'm not doing nothing, no extra. And I ain't doing the plastic surgery bit either. I mean, I, I died when I found out that I think it was calf surgery was one for dudes, and then breast implants was second for dudes. But it was to gi- it was to give them a they pectorals to look, you know, more like they had a swollen chest. Go to the damn gym. Facts. Watch what you eat. Get you some sleep. Eat an apple. Hey, we we all know the saying, apple a day. And by the way, this segment is sponsored by the apple makers of Eat a Fucking Apple. (laughs) You're so stupid. Boarding in progress. Oh, I see that. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Sid and Pain. Uh, the podcast episode two. Two. So that's it, and I'm Payne. Yes, sir. And uh, you can find us also via podcast on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and any um, podcast associated with the Anchor Podcast Network. Uh, like he said, he's Naeem. I'm Sid. How you doing, sir? How you been? It's been a couple weeks since the last one. Yeah, it's been a couple weeks since the last one, but I saw you recently, which was always nice. Oh, yeah, yeah, you know. Anytime I pass through your city, uh, for whatever reason, I got to stop in and holler at you. Got the I vacation. It my city, but it's the city that I reside in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm age town till I die. Houston, Texas, but I do live in Dallas at this current moment, so. Okay, I, I understand that. Represent, sir, represent. Uh, I had to get that vacation in. I mean, it's September, you know, when I celebrate all month. So October 1st, I'll come back down to normal. Uh, okay. but, uh, it was good, man. I got, went to DC, got that African-American, uh, museum in that the Smithsonian put together. Everybody needs that trip, man. Everybody needs that trip. Now, uh, my takeaway from that trip though, is I do feel like every black American that goes there needs to start in the bottom and comes to the top. So you can see that, you know, from where we've came from in the history of this country and the greatness we've done since. And I feel like everybody else needs to stop 
at the top and go to the bottom so you can understand why we on fire about, you know, equality and wanting things to be much more equitable in this country. Equity. That's Equity right. Equity is the word of the day. <laughs> right. Equity. Not inclusion, not diversity, equity. Right. Because you can invite me into the room and still pay me no mind. And make me work the room. Man. <laughs> so, so, we have a couple of things we're going to touch on today. Uh, indeed, we do. We go, uh, since it's been a minute, I think since the last time we talked, the whole thing with Rachel Nichols and Maria Taylor transpired that now has Maria at good old NBC. But we got to talk about that breakdown. And it has Rachel Nichols got fired by ESPN. Did she? Yes, sir. Like last week, they uh, let her go. Oh, wait. I ain't seen that. Yes, sir. I I thought they was going to let her contract play out and just, you know, keep on the payroll. I think it was I think it was um, it was a safe face because it had been maybe two or three weeks since the whole thing jumped off and then they got a lot of backlash because she received no no reprimand no punishment no nothing and they had finally had to do something so they let her go which i don't i don't take any any gratitude to that but when you put your foot in your mouth like that sometimes there's consequences true true and then after that, there's another story we got to talk about that, uh, man, is super questionable about a uh, woman wanting input. This was a Facebook post that, you know, you shared with me about a woman wanting input on if she was wrong for letting her new husband drive a car that her ex had bought for her son that happened no, to be no, a BMW. No. Her son for their son. Facts. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I think you can pull that up since we recording the other piece on my end on my phone. So uh, when we get there, so we can be as accurate as possible with that, because I got some real thoughts on that one. And I'm then we'll sure. and then we'll close out with a little insight about, you know, it's been a year since all the racial reckoning stuff we had popping off in 2020. And honest to God, if you dropped me in this country today and I didn't know nothing about the racial reckoning last year, I wouldn't know it happened. So, you know, we want to discuss where the racial reckoning stands a year later and why can't we keep momentum going when things happen uh, that we perceive as injustices? Well, not that we perceive that are injustices in the black community. Why does it seem like we burn nuclear hot for a good 60 seconds and then we just yeah, fades away? Move on to something else. So that's what we got on deck for y'all uh, in this episode, too. So. As always, feel free to hit us on the gram and comment. Shoot us an email at sidandpain at gmail.com. And we thank you for taking a moment to listen to uh, the words that we share in this podcast. You know, it's a little fun thing we do between friends. So, okay, getting started with that Rachel Nichols and Maria Taylor thing. So here's my issue. Um, I just think she just didn't know. She being Rachel... I just think she didn't understand. I mean, this is no what? what you mean didn't know what? You say you think she didn't know. What didn't she know? I don't think that she understood the weight of her words. I think that's constantly what you encounter. It, 
I could be wrong, but I feel like a lot of our counterparts um, of the European descent. What she didn't know is she was being recorded. Oh, she definitely didn't know that. That's what she didn't know. We all act different when we on record. I mean, I know I know very few individuals that when they being recorded are the same as they are off recording. You all right? Yeah, I'm sorry. I had to, I had to do something. Okay. So, um, she had a problem with her being a black woman, not just being a woman, and that that made her feel some kind of way. Which, in my opinion, you should be happy for a woman, period. Facts. Black, white, purple, whoever gets the opportunity and it's not taken away from you, you should help raise them up. You should. Um, and if anything, I think my issue there is she was mad at the wrong party. I mean... It's it, yeah. it's the corporation that made the decision to make that move based on everything that was happening in trying to save face or look like look at us, we're diverse. We have someone we can put out here that can present a certain image. Right. And it wasn't her fault. I mean, I think the reality is we've all had maybe we all haven't. Some of us have. I've had that a few experiences in my life where I've been the only black guy in the room and I know I'm the only black guy in the room because y'all going for a certain look or y'all trying to hit a certain quota so y'all can say that y'all diverse. Now ask me if I got the same treatment as everybody else in the room and that's a different thing. But I mean, I've got in the room and so I also think uh, my beef with it and I'm, and, you know, by now I've seen plenty of things where other folks felt the same way is that it also discredits the work that Maria put in. Maria put in work to get exactly. to that position. Well, she didn't show up there and they're like, you know what we want to do? We want to strap a rocket to your back and put you in the most visible <laughs> positions we can get. And we want to pay you what you're worth. You know, with the skills that you have, we're going to go ahead and make you one of the top paid talents at the company. They didn't do that. I mean, here, and we know that to be fact because with our contract being up this year and being up for renegotiation, they didn't meet her where she wanted to be met, which was how she ended up leaving for ES. I'm sorry for uh, NBC Sports anyway. But like you said, I think Rachel's Rachel's being upset with directed to the wrong folks. It's like when we go to McDonald's and I'm screaming at the 16 year old taking taking my order because they ran out of nuggets and that's not his job. Right. I should be mad at the manager who didn't put the fucking order in. <laughs> so you gotta be out here getting this heat that I shouldn't get because we out of nuggets. You mad at me? I'm just making two dollars an hour, sir. I'm just taking this this order, bro. I don't know what they do back there, man. But I also think it speaks to a bigger issue, though, of people not really taking a moment to understand the plight of others. Mm -hmm. I mean, because if she did. That's that's why I said I don't know if she understood what she was saying. I mean, I agree with you. She didn't understand that she was being recorded. Right. But what you're saying, and regardless of your apology afterwards, because my thing is the recording in its uh, essence caught how you really felt. Your true 
your true feelings, your true thoughts. And so I don't know if, you know, from host after hosting the show all those years with the black dudes that she sat with all the time, she thought it gave her an extra level of credibility. But I also think it, it kind of showed what we see as that argument against folks that tend to be, or that we tend to perceive as being sympathetic to the cause or being allies until they have to give some ground themselves to help the cause advance. Then they'd be like, wait a minute, that was cool, but I thought someone else would, you know, give what was needed. I didn't think you'd need my funds or my resources. So what Sydney trying to say is everybody want to be a nigga too, it's time to be a nigga. <laughs> because everybody wants to sing the songs and kumbaya and all that shit until it's time to really ride and put some work in. Then they're like, well... I don't want to go that far. I'm going home now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it did It did hit me that way. And and that yeah. may not be the way she intended, but that was the way that it came across to me. It was like, you cool sitting on the set and, you know, laughing, cracking jokes, interviewing, you know, NBA stars and coaches and GMs and stuff. But when it looked like some shine was going to get took away from you a little bit, you wasn't with that. And right. my thing is, we both know whatever... Uh, money you feel like you lost through her promotion, you have avenues, you know, where you could make that back probably so, faster than she could. There's so many, um, there's so many things like this here. There's so many ways to make money and to, to get your name and your content and your story out there that there's enough room for everybody. So. I won't labor the point on that one. I just felt like we had to speak on that one because it, it kind of hurt my soul. Because I was like, man, I thought she was 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 one of the people. I thought she was an ally. It was like, nah, and, bruh. And, corporate. And, 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 and like you said, just because you sit at the table don't mean you can be in the conversation. Facts. Jalen and all these, you know, successful black men and thought that she was in but your mouth got you in trouble. Facts. So, um, I'm going to pause on that one. But you want to pull up uh, the Facebook joint, and we can transition to that. How do I pull it up, Cynthia? I don't know how to pull it up. <laughs> <laughs> what, what? it been a message? Yes. And then I said to you as well, right? Right, but with me doing that recording, I don't think I can pull it up on my side. Okay, then we're just going to go with the spirit of it. Okay, so the spirit of this post was uh, Lady asked, I believe it opened with the opening of Am I Wrong? She said, uh, my ex-husband bought my 16-year-old son a BMW for his birthday. and So he could get back and forth to football practice without having to catch the bus or for a ride or things like that. Right. Her new man, for some reason, his car was broke. He didn't have a car. He needed transportation. So she took the 16-year-old's car and gave it to her new boo. To ride. And her son ended up the bus from football practice. And got forgot about on the day in question. When, she, when he called her for his ride home, she overslept, so he had to catch the bus back home, which is why his daddy bought him a car. 
And so when that transpired, the son called the father and explained to the father what had happened. The father called the mother going off and the mother hung up in his face, which he's a better man than me because I would have been at your residence shortly for us to discuss this further. I'll pull up. <laughs> Directly in front of your crib. So my, my first thing is, why this dude ain't got no car? Why doesn't he have ways of transportation? And if somebody was going to be volunteering their car, it should have been her because that's your man. Facts. You lay down with him, he get the benefits of you. Right. So, and my other thing is my son went to get He's a My son was like, hold up. Call my daddy. Y'all tripping over. That's my car. Well, and I think the mom had something more to do with that. The mom had to. Because, you know, if you ain't got a dysfunctional relationship with your mom, most sons love their moms. And I think the mom played on that or played into that that it caused him to feel comfortable uh, to give up the car. But my beef with that is you got to make sure the son is taken care of. Like, I've never understood how we feel like the kid especially in these situations where we got a step parent involved. I never understand how we feel like the kid is the one that should be inconvenienced to please the new man. That drives me nuts. The new boo should have got on the bus and y'all should have worked out a game plan and junior should have never been inconvenienced. But since junior gave up his car, y'all should have made sure the junior was picked up. Because when he calls me, it's over. Well, I feel like it made mom come off trifling. For you to feel like the your ex shouldn't have been calling you going off, I'm like, you trifling. And and and, and let's even go further. If she would have called the dad in the beginning and maybe explained the situation, maybe he would have been reasonable. I wouldn't have, but maybe he would have been. So what what would what would have been reasonable? Your nigga need to have a car. That's it's it's a non-starter of conversation for me. I don't understand why your dude or, not having a car is my problem. You let him take your car because you was at home sleep. Obviously, you wasn't doing a whole lot. Let him take your car. Facts. Let him like take. I said before, you dated him, not your sixteen-year-old. Or let Junior drop him off. I mean, if if. You need a ride somewhere. But, I, and that's what bothered me. It made me say, what kind of dude is you with? Because a stand-up dude, uh-uh. That can't be the case. No. There's no way that I would have had my, I would have took over my stepson's car that his father bought him. First of all, my son's biological wouldn't have had the good God sense to buy him a car. But secondly, <laughs> <laughs> I need you to stay focused. <laughs> but secondly, if he had bought a vehicle, I would have never been like, "Hey, run me them keys." Right, right. Because I didn't put in on that. That ain't got nothing to do with me. Facts. So I need you. I need you to see me hustle right quick and let me show you how I deal with inconvenience. Because we've all been inconvenienced as men, and I feel right. like the way you address that. Sets an example for your family unit. I concur. <laughs> I think I think 
Everybody in the whole situation handled that the wrong way. Everybody? My son should have called me. Whether he gave her the keys or she took the keys, he should have called me because my name is probably on that card. He's 16. My name's on that card. It's probably insured under my name. You need to call him to let me know, Dad, the car's going here. This is what's going on. Just so you know, don't come looking at me when something go wrong, Dad. So, yeah. Oh, that's so you can be OG Bobby Johnson and roll up on them like, nah, we ain't doing this today. We ain't doing this. Somebody should have communicated with me where my car was gonna be. Two chair. Oh. I can't I can't dispute that. That's all facts. No, nah, I I told you I think the mom is wrong. I think I think the stepdad is wrong first and the mom is wrong second. Uh the kid I can't fault any kid for having faith in the adults that he deals with, he or she deals with. Because, I mean, a lot of that depends on how sheltered they are or aren't. Right. So. I think the mom was wrong. In the, she was the first one who was wrong. Because she knows the, the dad and his thinking and how he's going to react if something goes bad. She knows him. So the moral of the story I have, is I have three children and both their mothers know my temperament, my disposition, and they know they should know how to approach me. Facts. I mean, I just have one biologically and I know that she would have called me first. I know she would have never gave up the car without a this hey, that's, and, that's what and knowing her, knowing her, she's to be like, hey, this sneak, this nigga trying to rob my car. You got me this car. I know this ain't for him, Pops. And Mama trying to make me... Nah. I ain't walking nowhere. <laughs> I would have took a flight across states to show up on your doorstep and be like, nah, sis. Not this one. Not today. Bro, I don't know what you gonna do, but it ain't gonna be ride that car. Not now, not ever. Not that I paid for. So, appreciate the two cents on that one. So this last one, yeah. and I have no idea where this is going to go, but it just was an epiphany I had this morning that I just, I just thought about, you know, it's been a little over a year since we all woke up that day after Memorial Day in 2020 and saw that highly disturbing video of George Floyd and easily probably the most visually painful nine minutes of anything I've seen in my life uh, that wasn't directly related to me witnessing the passing of a loved one and then all of the subsequent stories we had after that with you know Breonna Taylor and Ahmaud Arbery and I, you know all of the passion that you know we saw at that time for things to change with regards to policing and just how we started looking at systemic racism in general and a year later it's like nothing ever happened I mean, it. I almost feel like I'm living in a real life episode of the Twilight Zone. I'm like, did everything get equal? I don't think it did. All of a sudden. I'm like, you know, did they get they, you know, because I haven't seen a lot of news since I've been back from vacation yet. But I know before I left, they was the folks that wasn't feeling it done stay consistent on their mission to roll back voting rights 
make that as difficult as possible. Are they having a straight conniption fit over critical race theory and this thought of teaching the real racial history of our country, you know, that we want to keep romanticizing slavery, Martin Luther King, LeBron James, you know, that's how they want to act. That's not talking about LeBron James. <laughs> uh, so is it a question of we just achieved more than, you know, what I've expected in record time or is it, we got too many distractions that suddenly pulled us every, cause it, I feel like the movement was beat by, you know, we have the election, we get this first black VP versus drops. And, you know, we suddenly got the new hotness to talk about who versus who every so often, you know what I'm saying? We get, we got a long line of entertainment nonsense. And I feel like that's one of their go-tos every time we really trying to make some progress and all this stuff kind of fades to the back until the next tragedy unfolds suddenly. What they do, and like I said before we start recording, is, um, I forgot what I said, but what they do, oh, 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 we're not, we're not outmanned, we're outorganized. Okay. So to organize and stay with it, to get it, and then they'll give us Statues of Joy Sword and tokens, but won't make any real progress. Won't change laws. Won't do this and that. But they give us sprinkles here and there, and, and we accept them, and we're okay. You mean sing and lift every voice and sing before every NFL game doesn't make you feel equal or more equitable? No, it does not. Oh, okay. I, I had to try it because that was one of the things I saw pop up and I was like, what the, what the hell is this supposed to do? I mean, if you live in a city like mine, you didn't, you couldn't even get a clear statement that black lives matter. Right. Not, not, not from local leadership. They were like, we'll do what we can to keep things <laughs> appealing for all citizens. I'm like, oh, so all citizens got the same plight? All citizens got the same experience. Oh, my bad. I, I missed that piece. I missed where George Washington was getting whipped and lynched out here. My fault. But it, it I, I think part of it is in the system. I think part of it is cultural, man. I, I, I do feel like you have a lot of other cultures and groups that can stay tight knit and stay on message. And for whatever reason, it just seems like post the civil rights movement, it's a bigger challenge for us to stay on message as a culture. Now, we can stay on message with how we dress, what the new trend is, what the issue is. That's how you get to what you said earlier, that everybody want to be us, but everybody don't want to be us. But when it comes to really making decisions that's going to cause lasting change that helps us have better lives, you don't see that. Not as a group. You you will see individuals undertake missions to make things better. I concur. So, I, I, don't, know. I don't know. That was just me. I just, you know, I was like a year later, was it all a dream? Was it like, you know, Black People Wizard of Oz? Like, we woke up in this hellacious landscape and then a year later... Ah, so glad to be back in the land of the free, home of the slave. I mean, brave, 
the last time I, I, I looked or whatever, nobody's been charged with Breonna Taylor's murder. Nobody's been prosecuted. Nobody's been anything. I think her, her parents got some m- money, got a settlement, but nothing that I would call significant. At this point, though, what are the odds of you seeing? The longer it takes, the longer it's going to be. Oh, so you hopeful that at some point you will see charges in that scenario? No. No. The the longer we we get nothing, the longer we're going to get nothing. And, And see, to me, that one was a tragic one. And I think what I really hated about that scenario the most is it's the person that delivered the death nail. They did that thing they love to do with sending somebody that looked like us to deliver that uh, message. I mean, it. Yeah, I I think his name was Daniel Cameron or something like that. I mean, that it it was a reiteration to me that all skin folk, ancient kin folk action. And I, I, I. I just didn't understand how you came away with no charges whatsoever. Or no, I'm sorry, it was the one lame charge against the dude who shot through the wall or whatever. And I was like, the hell? He got more trouble for shooting the the um shooting bullets into the next building than anybody got charged for the whole murder. Facts. I mean, I guess there is a little hope. I did see the case in Colorado with the, um, was it the Aurora Police Department? Yeah. Or And if I'm wrong, it, it that police department that killed the young man, I believe his name was Elijah McClain, and I did see those officers were brought up on charges and a deeper look showed that they had systemic racism in that, um, in policing in that area. And so, I mean, it's crazy that you got to take hope in those little wins like that. That we, it's crazy that we have to go through so much just to get the charges filed. We have to protest and march and knock down people's doors when if the roads were reversed, that's, that's the, a, 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 somebody's getting arrested as soon as possible, charges are getting brought as soon as possible, X, Y, Z. What do you mean if the roads was reversed? If they was just a runaway bride? How many times have you turned on the news and seen... Jenny Smith disappeared from her wedding this weekend. Oh my God, America! What are we gonna do? Actually, there is a there is a woman who's missing. There is a woman who's missing, and her fiance came back from vacation without her. Like, yeah, come back. She's not back, and I'm not talking to nobody. But, but even but that proves my point, though. There's instant heat on that. Whereas for us, wit video evidence so we're not going through somebody's secondary eyewitness explanation you got live video evidence either through somebody recording or through a body camera of the officer themselves uh, that this is actually what happened and you still have to protest march act a fool just to get charges brought and in the other scenario, little Jenny just didn't come back from the trip. We ran from the altar and bum, 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 bum. America, we need to know where is Jenny? I don't understand that. And I don't know that I ever will. Because I think we've talked about this previously. I've never seen a black woman go missing and it was some national search. I think the closest we got was a little nine-year-old girl in this community years ago. 
And that was yeah, like that was right, uh, right before 9-11. Right. So we're talking about 2001 right. and it's 2021. It like so like two weeks before that. And once 9-11 come, I heard nothing else about her. And, and what I'm saying is in the 20 years since I haven't. And I know that there have to be black women that are disappearing or getting kidnapped. Everywhere. Or, and I, I, I've never heard. I've never seen a news story like I see one away bride, you know, Jenny Smith. And half the time they kicking it. I'll just go with a generic name. And that's the one that popped in my head. So, Hey, but that's a, I hope I'm wrong. I hope it's something that, you know, maybe it's planned and I just haven't seen it yet to keep pressure on folks. Because my other, my, my concern is this was our opportunity to get some change and it didn't happen. And I feel like they fixing to the act a fool in these midterms because I ain't been impressed with dude so far and anything that he's accomplished since he's been in there. I feel like they fixing to the act a fool in these midterms and get more of these nut jobs back in here that believe in alternative facts. In my universe, we just call it what it is, line. Ball face line. Man. So, I don't know. So, that's all I got with that. Anything else you want to close with before we wrap it up? No. Um, nice to see you again. I'm finally happy we got a second one in. We'll figure all this, stop these bugs out, and we'll get better. Can't look any better, cause you know. Facts. You was a break the mold special. It was mold was broken. That couldn't unleash too many of you on populace. We couldn't make it. <laughs> All right. So thank y'all for listening to us once again. This was Sid and Pain. You can find us on Google Podcast, Spotify, or any podcast associated with the Anchor Podcast Network. Thank y'all. Until next time. Recording stopped.